Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Did I hear a good amen? amen? So we're looking at school of destiny, the consecration required for destiny fulfillment. And I want to say this, right? The teachings that we give in this place, they are important for you to fulfill purpose. And we've been saying this consistently that God has a destiny for you. Now, even though as, as a church and as a, as, a, as a Bible teacher, I emphasize on what Christ has done. I emphasize on the, 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 the finished work of Christ, the authority of the believer. But one thing you must realize in this life is that the enemy does not want you to fulfill destiny. Don't, don't, don't joke about that. If Satan has his way, he rather you're doing something else than fulfilling God's plan for your life. So you must be conscious of that. You must be conscious of that. No destiny gets fulfilled by living casually. No one fulfills destiny by living casually. Uh, I don't know how it is right now because a lot of things have changed. But whilst I was in school, we've got... Uh, those of you who went to school that had the medical campus in the, in the same campus, you know, sometimes the medical school is out, but if you had the medical students in the same campus, you would realize that the way they lived was different. You could find some of the art students, no disrespect to art students, but you could find them going to party every weekend, traveling from town. But medical students were not like that. And the reason is simple what they were studying and preparing for. <laughs> it has to do with human lives. If you draw a painting wrong, you know, give someone to draw your face, paints you wrong, it won't have anything to do with you. You could just say, I'm not taking it. You can fight over it and pay him half. It doesn't do any damage to your life. If you were painted, you know, your nose was mispainted. But if you are under a medical doctor and he performs a mistake instead of, you know, opening up somewhere close to your heart, he opened your heart up. <laughs> How many of you know that you're going to be closer to Jesus than you ever thought? Right? Now, it, 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 it doesn't mean that you can be careless in other subjects. It just means that these studies require what? Discipline. Right? Building architects. All of those things that have to do with, that's why sometimes they even have associations. So that if you finish, they'll still check you and hold you accountable. It's not just for payment of monthly dues. Hold you accountable. You cannot get into destiny by being casual. 
You can't get into destiny by being casual. There must be a sense of seriousness in life because of what you are pursuing, because of where you are going. Without a sense of destiny, fulfillment, people live casually. If you don't have that sense, people just live casually. Without that sense. That's why sometimes you realize that you constantly remind your children, oh, go read your book. Go, because for now they don't have a sense of that. So they just watch cartoon, do whatever they want to do. You know, I went to the house a few days ago and I saw my daughter washing the plates. And, you know, I just saw how the effort, the diligence was put in. So I, I went to the room, I saw my wife, I said, uh, I can tell where that motivation is coming from. It was 10 minutes to 6. And their cartoon time starts by 6 o'clock. So you can see that motivation. But a time must come in life where that cannot be the motivation why she is working in the kitchen. That's what maturity does. Let me tell you something. The more you get high in life, your maturity and your discipline because of a sense of pleasure. You are not doing this because you want to derive pleasure. No, it's because something higher is calling your name. I usually would say when destiny calls your name, you have to answer yes. So let's, let's look at what we're talking about this morning. The consecration required for destiny fulfillment. We talked about the discipline last Sunday, but I want to look at the consecration. Can we look at the story of the birth of Samson again? Judges chapter 13. We did a few verses, but there's something I want to point to here. Judges chapter 13 and verse 12. Am I right? Yeah. Look at this. If you have a... If you have a... Okay. If you have... I don't know if that's how it is on your iPad or whatever you carry. But if you have a printed Bible, Judges chapter 13, the, the, the headline given to that chapter is... The Philistines oppress again. This was after Jephthah, alright? So I don't know if that's how it is on your iPad or your electronic stuff. But they said the Philistines oppressed again. Now, pay attention here. Follow me. I've always said that every man is a response to another man's cry. So let me explain. When God allowed you to be birthed, it was because there was a problem you needed to solve. You might not be aware of it, but it is because of that. So when the Philistines cried, what was God's response? Sorry, when the Philistines oppressed Israel, what was God's response to that? He raised up the young man we're about to Samson. Okay? Now look at this. So let's go to verse 12. Manoah said, Now when your words come to pass, this was what we dealt with on Sunday, words shall be the boy's mode of life and his vocation. We talked about that. What's my mode of life? What's my responsibility? Right? What's my responsibility? What's my mode of life? Okay. Now, go to verse 13. So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Let the woman pay attention to all that I said. Everybody say, pay attention to all that I said. Now, what did the angel said? Verse 14. Look at this. She should not eat anything that comes from the vine nor drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing, let her observe all that I commanded. Now, look at this. We've talked about 
the destiny and the responsibility of this man. But because Manoah was pregnant with a purpose child, there were requirements. Now pay very close attention here. These were not, it wasn't even like, don't sin. That's where I want to go to in consecration. It's not like even don't sin. He says, these things, this boy must not do. Don't, the, the, the lady must not do, sorry. The, the mother. Don't eat anything from the vine. Not drink wine. Not strong drink. Not anything unclean. So imagine that this woman is sitting amongst her friends and they bring strong drink. What's going to happen? Should we say, let me just take one glass? Hey, come on. The way you are quiet... It looks like that's what you think she will do. She will say what? Are you here? What, what do you think she will say based on this command? No. Why? Because of what she's carrying. What have you said no to because of what you're carrying? You see, the things your friends make you do might be okay for them, but they're not carrying your purpose. The things other people make you do that you don't want to make them offended might be fine for them. But when God looks at you, He's looking at you from the eyes of what? Purpose. So, and and I'm talking about this because the challenge we have in our generation today is that we cannot stay on our consecration because we are afraid of people judging us. Oh, you're a Christian. Ah, what is it? Christian. Even though one of that Christian that is doing this. Hey, hey, hey. We might not be pregnant with the same thing. You have to have confidence in that which God has called you to do. And I tell you this, this even comes across even with family. I don't have anything with it, but thank God for the kind of woman I married. We, we have agreements on almost everything. I remember when we were getting married, traditional marriage. We were coming out. I think that was when Makusa was raining or something. I think it was Makusa music. We were coming out. I just said, bang, 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 bang. I said, for who? For who? <laughs> you know, they just say, I know. He doesn't say, she wasn't my wife then. Where that was the marriage problem. He just told them, say, he will not, he will not move. You push to change it. Why would you have a wedding reception where your pastor can be present and have a wedding reception where your pastor cannot stay? What are you looking for? Say, man of God, thank you for blessing us. Our daddy, we are grateful, sir. All those one is to say, go, 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 go. Say, we are grateful, sir. Say, we will see you. We will come to the office. We have picked form already. Bless you, sir. Ah, thank you. Your bodies just let pastor go. Immediately you see the car revive. Say, hey, my people. You remove your shirt and go naked. What are you looking for? So that people will say you are old school. What has new school produced for you? What has the new school produced for you? We shout about corruption and compromise everywhere except when we look at our own lives. It has to be Buhari, has to be Tinubu, has to be APC, but not you. And the things you sold last week were fake. And you knew. But it's, it's Tinubu. It's not you. 
It's the country. It's not the country that is making you to misbehave. It's the country. How would you fulfill destiny like that? How will God trust you with the life of others if he can't trust you with your own life? We're talking about your own destiny now. We're not talking about the destiny of another person. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In Numbers chapter 6, please give me Numbers chapter 6, my brothers. Verse 6, verse 1. Numbers, am I right? Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. Verse 1. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, of a Nazarite to dedicate himself to the Lord, he shall abstain from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar, whether made from wine or strong, nor shall he drink any grape juice or eat fresh or direct grapes. All the days of his separation, he shall not eat anything that is produced by the grapevine, from the seeds even to the skin. And all the days of his vows, of the separation, no razor shall pass over his head. He shall be holy until the days are fulfilled for which he separate himself to the Lord. He shall let the locks of his hair on his head grow long. All the days of his separation to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead person. He shall not make himself unclean. Look at it. For his father, come on somebody, are you there? Or what? Or his mother? Or what? His brother? Or what? For his sister. When they die because his separation to God is on his head. Look at what he's saying. The Nazarite is not supposed to come near a dead person. Samson was actually a Nazarite. That's why his power was locked in his head. This was the law. He says, if a man dedicates himself, because the word consecrate means to dedicate yourself. He says, if a man dedicates himself to the Lord as a Nazarite, these are the things he should do. He says, even if his mother dies, he shouldn't go there. Look at how tough that consecration is. Most of us break our consecration when it comes to family members. I was telling my, my dad the other time I saw him. I said, Doc, you're getting old. We believe God for a long life for you. But write how you want to be buried. He said, because if you pass on, you know me. If your people say, hey, they must do this, they must do this. I will look for a mortuary that is two five for one day and pay for four years. They will come and look for me here. I'll say, no, no, no problem. I said, when I'm ready, I'll call you people. So I said, right now and sign. If not, you just discover that you are in one place for four years. I said, my son, what about my body? I'll pay another four years. Nothing, will, you, you won't chase me. Nothing will happen. Nothing. And I mean it. So right now, so that some frustrated people will not come and cause confusion. It's tradition. Says who? Christ. Paul says, when I came to you, I want to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. You are a Christian, but you still go home for traditional ceremony every, every, every November. Still do your village feast. Say, ah, how we culture advance. God has told you, go and preach the gospel since you got born again. You have not advanced the gospel. Your own is to advance culture. You think you are wise. No, you are very wise. You are wiser than God. Am I saying you should despise culture? No, but if culture comes across your faith, your faith stands. When it has to do with the issues of your faith, what does your faith do? Your faith stands. 
That's why in those days when you... Pastor is there. I mean, Pastor Mary is one like she was from a pagan family. Family of Catholic. When she became a Pentecostal, she can tell you the persecution she went to. It's not today that people are not persecuted for being Christians. You know why we are not persecuted for being Christians? There's no difference. So even if you say, I'm a Christian, Father says, don't leave them. Don't worry. Hmm? Now go meet your father. He now serves you one chilled beer. Say, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother uh, so that your days will be long. I cannot tell Papa no. So they don't, there's nothing. There's not, they know that at the end of the day, you are like them. It's just that they don't go to church, but you go. Consecration to fulfill purpose. Let's go on. Take that vow. It was so interesting that God used a family to show an example to Israel. Jeremiah 35. The family of the Rechabites. Now, there will be a lot of things about drink today, so I'm not... I'm not... Uh, let your conscience be clear. It's just the Bible I'm reading. Don't have any problem with you. And don't come and ask me, uh, Pastor, what does the Bible? Don't ask me that question. Just read the Bible. And if you like, when I'm done, go on. Go on. Say the message is so hot. I need to just say, ah, this message is hot. <laughs> say, let me cool it down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call it that. Where's my Jeremiah now? What did you people do? Give me please call your Jeremiah. Jeremiah 35, verse 1. Why can't I find my Jeremiah? Jeremiah 35, verse 1. Do I have enemies in this church? Alright, give okay. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go ahead. Go to the house of the Rechabites and speak to them. Look at what God said. He said, Go to go to the house of the Rechabites and speak to them. Right? And bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers. Look at what he said. He said, bring them into one of the chambers. Bring them where no one can see them. Verse 2. He says, and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jezeniah, the son of Jeremiah, son of Habizar, and his brothers, and all his sons, and the whole house of Rechabites, and I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the house of Anna, the son of Igdah, whatever, the man of God, which was near the chambers of the officials, who was above the chamber of Messiah, the son of that. Verse 5, Then I said before the men of the house of the Rechabite, Pitchers full of wine and cups, and said to them, Drink wine. But they said, We will not drink wine. He says, For Jonadab the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, You shall not drink wine, you or your sons forever. He says, You shall not build a house, you shall not sow a seed, you shall not plant a vineyard on your own, but in tents you shall dwell all your days, that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn. Verse 8, we have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he commanded us not to drink wine all our days. We, look at this, our wives, our sons, our daughters, not to build houses to dwell in, and we do not have vineyard or field or seed. We have only dwelled in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, uh, king of Babylon, came and all that, that was when they went into captivity. Look at verse 12. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction by listening to my words? Declares the Lord. The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed. So they do not drink wine to this day. For they have observed their father's command, but have spoken to you again and again, and you have not listened. Can you imagine God using a human being as an example to his own children? Hmm? He says, see, call this family, give them wine. 
And the, the guy said, our father told us not to drink wine. We, we don't. We don't even build houses. We live in tents. Do you, do you understand the peer pressure that they will face when their mates are building houses? Come on, somebody. I want this message to be very practical. There's no big theory here. Right? Everybody's building house. And they said, we're not building. Why? That's our consecration. Isn't it amazing that a Christian sister will be asking, Pastor, I'm now waiting. It's been long. No man is coming. The only one that comes says he wants to check if I can get pregnant before. Uh, before uh, what do you think? What should I think? To even, listen, to even consider it a question. To consider it a question, it shows how far. What about if you don't marry? I'm not saying you shouldn't. They say it's because you have married. What pressure will make you break your consecration? And God says, show them. Go and show them. These guys, listen, saints, when you read words in the Bible like this, meditate on it. You know, the only thing we can do in in church here is just to share stuff with you. Go think on it. Imagine as you are here, your father told you, don't build a house. Don't drink wine. Right? Your father is dead long ago. And you still are not living in a house. Consecration. You know, I know discipline. Huh? My, my, my grandfather, I, I told you guys, my grandfather was, you know, just as we are men of God, he was a man of the other person. My grandfather never ate, there were food he never ate because of his consecration. Never ate. In fact, because he never ate them, it wasn't, it, 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 there was nothing. He would rather be hungry. He would not touch those food. Never. You can't get him to touch it. Never. You can't get him to touch it. I remember one time he was telling, he was telling me about a particular animal because he used to tell me a lot of stuff. It, it was interesting for him because at a particular age he was sharing a lot of things with me because you know, he felt you know, my dad was supposed to take over from him in, in his own ministry to Satan. You know, my dad is the only child. So, so there was no brother, there was no sister. So he just felt he should evangelize also. That prayer adventure. That's why I'm telling people to respect me because there are many ministries calling me. The ministry of God and ministry of Satan. <laughs> you know, so he shared a lot of stuff with me. And he was telling me about a particular animal, and, you know, that shouldn't be eating and the consequences of eating it and everything. And then he told me of a friend, very close friend they had. They grew up on all of this. And that, that his friend ate that animal. And because of that, that friendship was severed. Till date. He still regrets the friendship. He regrets the fact that that guy is not his friend. But you know what? His consecration was greater than that friendship. That's a man on his way to hell with a speedboat. With a speedboat. But you know what? Those gods, he held them in high esteem. Right? Serve my, serve my granddad food anywhere. He'll first drop the portion for his <laughs> gods before he eats. Take him to Jevnik, if there was Jevnik. Take him to whatever. Five star, ten star, six star hotel. If you tell him he can't do that there because the place is too posh. If you tell him to respect himself, 
He will say, leave your food. And you know what? He was never so, well, for the few times I stayed with him, he was never so hungry to forget that ritual. Like the way some of you are so much in a hurry to forget morning devotion. So you devote in the car. Father, Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord, Father, as we are going, guide our children, close your eyes, let's pray. Lord Jesus, and you know, traffic, you are waving traffic, person. good morning, Father, no, it's not you, the good morning was for, was for, and we're so, and these things look okay for us because God is merciful. God is not going to kill you if you miss your morning devotion. The question I want to ask you, will you fulfill purpose? Can you be that casual? And still do what God has asked you to do. As for making heaven, guaranteed. As for the mercy of God, guaranteed. But the question is, is that all there is? And God uses these humans to show a whole nation what it means. Hmm? I remember we, were, we employed... I have to go quick. Eh? We employed our a brother from the other faith to guard our oh, uh, house when we were at <laughs> And before he took the employment, he just told us, I go and pray on Fridays. Non-negotiable. On Friday, at least by one o'clock, so I'm off. We were, we're the ones now guiding his own, <laughs> his own place and our place. No, and you know what? Because of the the, the consecration to that prayer, everybody respects them. Remember one time we were traveling by road, drove into a filling station. At that time, they were fuel, there was fuel, you know, everywhere. So it wasn't like because of scarcity. The man passed the pump. All of them went down on their knees, finished their prayer. We just came down from the car, willingly, because we knew that they would finish it before they start selling. Consecration. There are some friendships you have held on to for too long. What is the game? Huh? Blood is thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water. It has led you to all kinds of things. Now your family questions your faith. Questions your commitment to God. Questions your giving to God. Questions everything. You can't respond. Because you read us sort of quotes on the internet. You know, I wrote something about intratribal marriage online. Because I'm, 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 I'm beginning to have very serious challenges with Christianity that's beginning to bring ethnicity back. I don't know what the foundation is. And here pastors say, you, pastors have to be people from your tribe. Because I, I, how are we having that kind of conversation in church? Where did we get to in church? where we are now talking about our earthly tribes. I remember when she got married to pastor and one of my aunts, you know, called me and said, oh, this lady, you're married from where? I said, oh, she's from Kogi. Ah, hey, hey. What language will your children speak? So I asked her, which one are you speaking to me now? Is it English? I said, this one. He said, and what will now happen to our language? I said, you must realize that I was not 
ordained by God as a custodian of that language. There are many people from our tribe, at least if my children are not speaking to them, eh, but this English you are speaking is another man's language. Leave it like that. Because it's from their trouble will now start. Now say, hey, don't mind. Then they will now convince you and convince you and convince you. You now go and marry somebody from your tribe. As you are preaching like this, you'll be feeling hypertension. Because from the gate is your tribal language you will use to. to eh? When you are talking to people, you will just whisper one tribal language to you. And that parable means if you come home, you are dead. <laughs> you just tell yourself, ah. So, I'm telling you, as a Christian, listen to me, those things should not count. If the person is born again, loves the Lord, is committed to the Lord, he is as much as your brother as the person who shares your own DNA. The church of God must not fall into this mess again. Must not have Yoruba people church because it's founded by Yoruba. Igbo people church. Listen to me. I don't know why I'm getting into that subject, but that's to help someone. Those things need to be broken. When people walk through that door, we are brothers and we are sisters, one faith, one, one blood in the name of Jesus. And that settles it. These things must form our life. Christianity is not a religion. They must shape how you think. Are you here? Right. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 3 to 5. Talking about the Rechabites. It says, it was talking to, go to verse 1. Proverbs. I think I'm going to finish this on, sun, on Wednesday. I don't want to rush this. I have something else to teach, but I'm not even halfway. Proverbs 31. Go to Proverbs 31 with me. Let me take this gradually. I'll just finish up. The words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. So his mother taught him this. He says, What, O my son, what, O son of my womb, and what, O son of my vows, do not give your strength to women, huh? or your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, or for rulers to desire strong drink. For they will drink and forget what is decreed. And perfect the rights of all the afflicted. He said, give strong drink to him who is perishing. And wine to him whose life is bitter. Say, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his trouble no more. See, this scripture tells you what, what drinking is for. Hmm? See, for kings. says, don't drink. And he tells you why. He says, when you drink, you will forget what you have decreed. And you will pervert justice. That's why you spend a lot of money in the beer parlor. You forget budget. They put another one. And then they rub your head small. They transfer 30,000. That's it. It's a Proverbs 31. It's not, you don't need to watch African magic. Proverbs 31. You forget what you have decreed. Forget family. Forget children. How will a man, and, and we shouldn't be saying these things in church, but unfortunately we have to say them. You earn your salary, then you head straight to where they are drinking. Forget your family, forget your children, forget your wife. Says it's not for kings. That means there are certain things kings don't do. And he says, then I like what the Bible says. I like the I like God's word. 
the next line, he said, give it to the poor man. Let him forget. That means there are some people that can, they, that can be there. They don't have the same destiny you have. See, there are people that will do what you're doing. It's okay for their life. But if you carry purpose, if you carry destiny, if nations are waiting for you, if young people are waiting for your rescue, you, the discipline you put in yourself is so you can fulfill purpose. I don't know how to say this to you, but destinies are at stake. It's not just church that we're coming to. We're training to fulfill purpose. If there's anything that is, I'm passionate about, is people fulfilling purpose. Because I've seen people waste lives. Sometimes I look at the people I grew up with and I'm just like, what's the difference? See, there are people who had the opportunities you had and they didn't turn out right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is not the day of following people to do evil just to look good. Hmm? It says, go back again. Say, it is not for kings. It's not for kings. If you're a king, there are things you should not do. So when you say, I'm a royal priesthood, I'm a chosen generation, it's not only for confession. It's not only when you enter a vehicle to prevent accidents. It's every day of your life. When that opportunity to cheat in the office comes, tell yourself it's not for kings. Hallelujah. It's not for kings. Look at it. <laughs> Ah. Hmm? In the book of Hosea, I was reading this morning, talking about those who mix strong drink. Makes them to lose their understanding. Let's look at this. There is general consecration. So I'm going to talk about two levels of consecration. Three levels. There's general consecration. When you pay attention, there's general consecration. What is general consecration? This is what is common to everybody. Okay? So we're going to talk about general consecration. We're going to talk about personal consecration. And then we're going to talk about seasonal consecration. So I think I'm going to still build on this on Wednesday. Let's look at general consecration. What's general consecration? First John five three. First John five three. First John five three. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Praise God. Go to Hosea chapter 4 first. Verse 11. Hosea 4.11. Give me, give me Hosea 4.11. Let's just read this. We'll come back here. The three, it says, Hallow tree wine and new wine takes away the understanding. So it takes away the understanding. Hmm? See, these three things takes away the understanding. There's a lot of work. Go back to First John. There's a lot of work to be done in this world and God is counting on every one of you. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, come on, church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people that I will never be able to reach, no matter how long I preach. You don't want to reach them. God is counting on you. I don't think you have all the time in the world. Life is this quick. We saw a picture the other day of when we were coming to Bonnie. Right? Zara was a baby. <laughs> so if you do it with us, eh? when Pastor Mary came, Zara, I was driving her to school yesterday. She's going to drop her in school and she was telling me, oh, that uh, she's in primary five now. So I said, okay, what does that, what does that mean? He said, oh, she'll be going to secondary school. Uh, she'll be going to faith academy. That's secondary school uh, next year because they don't have primary school. I'm like, oh, so you're going to, you're going to start wearing skirts? She said, no, the skirt is from SS1. But I'm just thinking. So when I came back home, I was telling Pastor that, can you imagine Zara is talking about secondary school? It's that quick. There is no better time to fulfill purpose than right now. Tell your neighbor, there's no better time to fulfill purpose than right now. Say it one more time. Right now. Today. Now, I said I'm going to continue this message on Wednesday. Those of you that don't come for midweek service, I don't know how you are going to, but you need to listen to it because this is just the introduction to find a way and get the message and listen to it. General consecration. 1 John 5, 3. Right? For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. God's commandments are not burdensome. The instructions of God in the scriptures are not to your disadvantage. When the scripture says rejoice always, I say rejoice. Huh? How many of you have studied the scripture about the power of joy? Yeah? You studied about the power of joy. Go and read medical sciences. They'll tell you what anger, bitterness, and malice does to your system. And the scripture has been emphasizing joy, rejoicing. In fact, there are some branches of medical science right now where when they are trying to treat people, they give them comedy to laugh, just to help them. Hmm? But no. You have chosen to go the path. God says, cast your cares on me. No, you have to hold the care. How will they know you are a human being? says his commandments are not. So if you want to fulfill purpose, the first place to start is the general commandments of God. I like all this prayer move going on. I don't have a problem with it. Praying one hour, uh, praying 30 hours, praying 47 hours, praying 100 hours. I don't have any problem with all that. But you know what? If, as your pastor, if I'm to give you an instruction, forget about praying 72 hours. Eh? You know the instruction I'll get, give to you? When you wake up every day, Pray and read your Bible. You will be fine. I'm not, I don't have anything with that. But we can be so carried away with events that we miss that daily obedience. See, every day, talk to God. Every day, read your Bible. What are you doing? You're positioning yourself to fulfill purpose. The general consecration. General consecration. Deuteronomy 32 verse 47. Give me the amplified. General consecration. So there is general consecration and there is personal consecration. At certain times, God will pull you and give you personal consecration. I remember I've told you many times here when the Lord was you know, building me up as a teacher. One of the things I was weaned from was Christian television. For four years, I know I didn't watch any Christian television. I didn't watch any preacher. Just reading the word. Just reading the word. Reading the Bible. A lot of confidence and, 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 and strength was built on my inside when it comes to handling the scriptures. Was that personal consecration? 
Now let me explain something to you very quickly. One of the challenges we have is that people now teach personal consecrations as principles. So if I teach you that now, I can make it a doctrine. That's why the scripture says you teach the commandments of men as the doctrines of God. That is personal consecration. But there's general consecration. And let me tell you, every one of us sitting here this morning, there is a consecration that God is demanding from you. How many of you once in a while just feel God is calling you to prayer? Don't worry. Raise your hand. Let me see. How many of you feel that way? How many of you just feel God is calling you to study a bit more? Let me see. Some of you, God is not telling you anything. You should not be happy. Oh, let me tell you the truth. You should not be happy that God is not speaking to you to do something. Oh, don't, don't take it like it's a good thing. No, 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 no. Don't take it like it's a good thing. You know when you are in the house and your father is not sending you an errand and he's sending someone else. To you, it is freedom. One of the greatest messages I listen to in my life is what is your father thinking that he's not saying? What is your father thinking that he's not saying? Uh, so when you say, how many of you feel God is... <laughs> how many of you feel God is... <laughs> God is not telling me anything. I just thank God for my life. We are not thanking God for your life. Oh. We are weeping for your life. That you are walking with God for a year. He's not asking you for something. He's not saying, my son, pray more, read more, give more, study more, be more committed to me. Oh, you should weep. Oh, you should weep. And you know why we have come to this place? When people are serious with God, we, we mock them for being spiritual. I've heard people say, I cannot marry again. There is everything church, everything church, everything church. No, it's church and club you want to marry. Lift up holy hands on Friday. Uh, the dancing this thing on, on, on Friday at club and on Sunday, lift up holy hands. You like that mixture. Hmm? Then when the woman has gone old and old age has come up to you, go and read it. Read the, be reading Bible. Is there a time will come in your life where you will say these things? I don't have pleasure in it. Let's read it. Let's have a 12, right? Remember, honestly, also your creator, that you're not your own, but it's property now. In the days of your youth, before the evil days come or the years draw near, when you will say of physical pleasures, I have no enjoyment in them. A time is coming in your life. That thing that you feel you can't do without, you will now come. So when the old age has come, and the woman still does not want to calm down, you will now be calling pastor for counseling. Tell her she's a married woman. She should know how to behave. No. She will not behave. Friday and Sunday, she will still be mixing wine for you. Because that's what you... you see, let me tell you the truth. The day will come when certain things will not be pleasure to you anymore. Don't build your life on it. Trust this Bible. Trust Ecclesiastes 12.1. Trust it too. Believe this thing. Believe this word. It's been tried. <laughs> ah, ask married people. Eh? You know some of you think all married people do every day is just to have sex. When reinforced, weather for two. Weather for two. Oh God, when? Oh God, couple goes. Couple goes. I've told you here that when rain is falling, married people are telling their husband, go and put a pocket outside. Let's, let's, let's. They are thinking of, ah, these children don't have rain boots. Rainy season has come. Go and uh, Somebody have told me this. They said the head is filled up. You know, you, oh, we have not had sex in two months. Ah, it wasn't not yesterday. And I said, oh no, that's last month. Say, hey. Sorry, sorry, it is for my head. 
But when you are young, you think all we do is immediately we have clothes now. We throw clothes on the floor and just run. We come back, throw clothes again. Keep watching movies. Keep deceiving yourself. The years will come when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you. We pray that you will cause these words to be engraved in our hearts. And that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will cause this word to be established in us. In Jesus' mighty name. Are you blessed? Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.